The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney and I will be your speaker today. Every believer needs to understand who they are in Christ in our new series, Identity Theft. We'll do just that. Help each believer truly know who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, our online listeners. We have another exciting message that we want to deliver to you. Whether you're driving down the freeway or sitting in your living room, or maybe even playing this podcast to a small gathering or a large gathering, we welcome you. We have over 870 plus messages in our podcast that address everything from marriage to parenting to cultural issues, so we really encourage you to get into that library at iomamerica.sermon.net and start checking out some of those messages. And those of you who have technology experience, we have tried to even make that a little bit easier for you. If you are a smartphone user, like many of our African pastor listeners, in certain countries in Africa where they actually gather around with their smartphones. And one of our portal leaders actually stands where I'm standing and has a group of questions uh, written out that typically are produced by our office. And they listen to this podcast and watch or read off of the slides from their smartphones. Because they don't have printers where they can run and print off pieces of paper like we have this morning. We had to make this absolutely as easy as possible. And that's why we have now an IOM America app that you can get on your smartphone. All you have to do if you're a Google Play user is you type in IOM America and we'll show up at the top of the list. You install that app and when it opens up you're going to see that there are PDF documents ready for you to listen to the audio message while you have a visual of being able to watch, read, study the slides that we're actually going through right now. So for those of you who have a little bit of technology experience, this is a great way to get the message visually right in front of you. We have not been approved by Apple yet. So those of you who are using an iPhone are going to have to go through your web browser. And then from the web browser, it will take you to iomamerica.org. And then the same PDFs are available right there on the home page. Also, we want to do our, our book of the week recommendation. Today, we are recommending Spiritual Authority by Watchman Nee. Many of you, I think, are aware of the torturous experience that Watchman Nee 
had to go through in order to preach the gospel. What I have found in my 61 years of living is the more precise the truth is, usually the person who is that clear about truth oftentimes suffers enormously either by attacks of darkness or attack by those who are of darkness. Watchman Nee is one of those. We enjoy reading his material, which not all of them he wrote, so you need to contact me at 602-292-2982. Text me. And if you come across a Watchman Nee book and you're not quite sure he wrote it, or his brother-in-law wrote it, you need to know the difference. There are many, many, many books that have Watchman Nee's name on it, and he did not write them. So it is very key that you find out exactly which ones he actually wrote. Today's is Spiritual Authority. This book has literally had a major impact on me, and what it is is, is Watchman Nee keeping the doctrines of authority in place in order for you to actually hear the Holy Spirit inside your mind. I'm going to say that one more time. If you do not understand how authority works and you have an issue about authority, it is impossible for you to hear the Holy Spirit speaking in your mind. Now, once you understand how authority works, for example, God himself is the Word, Jesus became the Word to dwell among us. Jesus came inside of us through the indwelling upon salvation, Christ in you. God speaks, Jesus repeats those words, Then he has the Holy Spirit repeat those words inside your mind. That's how simple it is, but if you do not understand authority and you have issues with authority, forget about it. That's basically what he is saying in this book. Forget about it. You'll have to make up your own sermons. You'll have to pull out canned sermons from your filing cabinet. I've never preached the same message twice. And people say, how is that even possible when you teach the Identity Matters Conference over and over? Easy. It's different every time. You see, we can have an outline as preachers and teachers, but it has to be empowered. And any preacher who has tapped the Holy Spirit in you understands what that means. From little Jack to an elderly man. And that's why I put those two characters in that story. It doesn't matter your age. It has to be the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And if you do not understand authority and accept authority, forget about it. This is number 158 in our Identity Matters series. Now you heard me say we have over 800 posted messages in our library. True. 
But this is 158 in our Identity Matters series. Now, of course, we do topics underneath that, and the topic we're on now is dealing with the millennial generation. Now, who remembers what we talked about last week? What was the title? Jesus is a Democrat. Last night I was uh, corresponding with Sean Hannity. And we were chit-chatting about the idea of the Democrats seem to be some of the most progressive world peace people in the entire world. But there's one slight problem. They're the most violent people on the planet as a whole. They get angry. They will fight you. They will protest. They are not a true demonstration of world peace. I don't have a problem with that. The reason why I don't have a problem with that is because they give themselves away to the Antichrist false teacher the millennial Jesus who's proclaiming peace, peace, but there is no peace. Again, I thank the president for signing the bill that gave religious freedom back to us preachers. Before our present president became president, it was a hate crime to mention what I just said. Do you understand that? It was considered a hate crime to mention the name Democrat, but not Republican for some reason. Now, I am not of parties, either way. Who I am after are those who are claiming to be part of a millennial Jesus that proclaims peace, peace, but you're throwing bombs through windows. You're shouting hate statements to indwelt believers. You call yourselves Christians, but you have no clue what love truly means. I want to review the scripture that Steve was reading for us this morning. And it says this again. For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Not as the word from a man. That's our key right there. When you hear the word spoken, not only should we stand up, when you hear the word spoken, you should immediately be able to separate the difference between a word from a man standing up there preaching and a word from God. A word from man is interpreting what they think what God means by what God says. That's not accuracy. You need to let the word of God do what it's called to do. And that is separate the goats from the sheep. So that is our starting point, is understanding that the word of God is not of word of man. But for what really is, is the words that are coming out of God's mind, 
will, and choice. If we understand that when God speaks, Jesus is all about his Father's will, the choice he's going to make is going to be the Father's will. And that's going to be making sure that the Father's word is accurately translated out through the Holy Spirit inside an indwelt believer's mind. That's why the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. It can divide the soul from the spirit, the joints from the marrow. It's able to judge every thought and intention of the heart. So the word of God is our starting place. How we get it is point number two. He goes on to say, For you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judah. For you also endure the same sufferings at the hands of your own countrymen, even as they did from the Jews, who both killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out. They are not pleased, pleasing to God, but hostile toward all men, hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved. Anytime that someone is opposing you and you sense hatred, hostility toward truth, no matter what the truth-sayer tends to be like, if they cannot separate from someone speaking the truth, the truth that's coming at them and separates it from the man, then there's a confession that is happening. They could be haters of God. They could be hostile toward God. Who do they take it out on? Exactly who Paul is communicating to us is the us. Now most of us don't enjoy being hated. We certainly don't enjoy having hostility hostility vented on us. So what we do is we lie, steal, and cheat as indwelt Christians to avoid rejection. Do you know when you're silent, when the Holy Spirit's asking you to speak up, you are a liar? You are functioning as a liar. You are literally functioning as a millennial Jesus who is a liar who doesn't come out and speak precise truth, it comes out and speaks half-truths. You see, that's the piece we don't want to address. Is why do my fears stop me and cause me to be ashamed of the gospel? Good question. But see, I know a hater of God instantly. They don't have to come out and say, oh, I hate God, and I hate your God, and I hate your Jesus, and I... They don't have to come out and say that. If they reject the message of truth with the one giving the message of truth, they have no idea of the truth. You see... We need to understand that, that if the person has no ability to separate the truth from the man, as stated here by Paul, then we don't understand truth to start with. It takes the spirit of the living God to discern that out so that the person knows immediately, 
I don't like the guy preaching. Believe me, I get a lot of that. But I like the truth he's saying. Excellent. That's all we need. But if the person is rejecting the messenger with the message, there's a different confession being made. Let's, let's uh, dice this up a little bit more. The millennial Jesus promotes the idea of the me-me generation. They actually call it that. You can Google it yourself if you want. Google's not God, but they sure get a great deal of data stored in their data banks about the world. And the Mimi generation is very popular. They also call it Mimi gospel, the me gospel. Now, to some of our listeners, this is going to be the first time you've heard of such a, a concept or label. But you'll have to do your own research to discover it has been around for quite a while. So, moreover, the critical deception that needs to be uncovered regarding the millennial generation is the enemy's objective of becoming the great identity thief. Stealing, please listen to this part, stealing the identity of Jesus Christ. Satan does not care what your sins are. He doesn't care. He doesn't want you to personally identify with your sins. He doesn't want you to, to feel the pressure of your sins. Because any idiot knows this. I'm talking about an idiot as someone who has no clue what the truth is. They understand one simple factor. If you are loaded down by your sins, you're going to go get cleaned up. That's not a good objective for Satan. What Satan's objective is, is to steal the identity of Jesus Christ out of your mind. Because that's the source of deliverance, is the identity of Jesus Christ whether it's in the believer or not, it's the answer. Whether you have Christ in you or not doesn't change the truth that he is the answer. He is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. So the enemy just wants to steal the identity of Jesus on the earth, in governments, in churches, in families, in communities, in your mind. That's all he wants to do. Now, if you trip up and commit a bunch of sins along the way, that's just added benefit for him. But it's not his goal. His goal is not to cause you to sin. Because you'll focus on sin then, and it'll mess up the whole objective. His goal is to steal the identity of Jesus Christ in your mind. So, what happens in the believer's life as well as the non-believer's life, there is no difference here, is the person becomes all about me. Now you could be in a prayer meeting. Pastors, I want you to be listening very carefully to how your people pray. 
If it is filled with me, 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 you have a problem, pastor. You have a problem with what's going on in front of you. You see, when the prayer group is meeting and they're all about battling the forces that are coming against the identity of Christ in our church, in our nation, in our community, in our people, you see, they've got their minds off of their sin and onto the real target of the enemy. That's what will gain your ministry, your church, your family access to be set free. It isn't about sin. It's about the Christ. It's about the people who are calling themselves Jesus, Issus, Millennial Jesus. Some are so bold to say Antichrist. Not many. Because that's a word we don't want spoken in America. Too bad, though. America is the capital of Antichrist. We are the country of world religions. We are the country that accepts religions from all over the world. Why don't we say it the way it is at 602-292-2982. We are the country of Antichrist. We have freedom of Antichrist. Religion is not Christianity. There are religions and then there is true indwell Christianity. We are singled out by God for a reason. We are not a religion. Religion means a gathering of a culture from a region. We are not a religion. So our document saying freedom of religion is saying freedom of Antichrist are welcome here. Drop our borders. Come on in. Get on our planes and fly on over. Sneak across on a boat. See, there's a slight problem. It used to be that we would have foreigners come on a boat and they would have to go through this little portal next to the Statue of Liberty. And they'd have to go through this debriefing. Do you know recently they just found the secret behind Abraham's Lincoln's assassination written on the walls of that place where we receive immigrants? They gave the secret away. This is new history. They gave the secret away. It was the European Masons that set Booth up to assassinate the President of the United States. You see, that used to be a place where we would screen them and carefully, carefully separate out why they were here, why they were coming. Were they coming to destroy or were they coming to have a place to build their new home? Family, business, freedom. So what happened over, through, over the years is the Statue of Liberty meant something else. And we dropped our walls. We dropped our guard. Would you allow some Antichrist to come into your family and sit down and teach you? 
That's ridiculous. So why do we do it as a nation? Because our documents support that. That's all I want you to see, is what this, this open land has done for this whole issue of millennial Christ, Jesus's, plural, which makes it very difficult for us to separate out. It all starts when we're, when we're babies. Now, most of us know that babies are all about me, me, me. You know, they cry and you got to figure out why they're crying. It's usually because they're wet or they want to eat or whatever the case may be. It's me, 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 me. Now, listen carefully. When you're born, you're 100% dependent on man. Meaning woman too, mankind. Sorry, I'm not going to change the terminology for you gender-friendly people. When you die, you're supposed to be completely independent of man and dependent on the Creator. That's how it works. So Satan comes along and goes, Oh, I get this. Okay. I'm going to develop a self-formation plan that when babies are born 100% dependent on mankind and zero percentage on the Creator, that in the end, since God has this whole reduction process to reduce man to the point of wanting to die while they're living, come to the end of themselves, and accept Jesus Christ into their life, to have new life, and become 100% dependent on God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So he steps up and he puts this system together about the parents spoiling this little kid. Right? So... Through the generations, we're starting to spare the rod more and more and more. In this particular generation, it is rare that you find a grandparent or a parent that physically disciplines their children. That's just taken one generation to get rid of that biblical principle. Satan cannot have a society 100% dependent on him until discipline is taken away. There are spoiled children walking around with the me-me gospel already and the parents don't even know it. They're afraid to discipline their children because the state or whoever is going to come against them and get them in trouble. Shamed of the gospel, parent? You shamed of the gospel, pastor? Are you afraid to preach the full gospel of what it means to have control over your children? Do you realize that's the number one requirement at the top of the list that Paul said to Timothy and others that is required out of a leader? He must have his family under control. What does that have to do with sharing the gospel or being a leader in the church? Everything. 
Because if, if he's suffering with this, he's got spoiled children running around, being pastor's kids, getting in trouble, and constantly ruining the reputation of Jesus Christ. Forget about the reputation that you or don't have as a pastor. It's number one. So why do you think it's number one for Satan? Oh, because it's violence. Really? Those peacekeepers out there, for some reason, are the most violent people on the face of the earth. They blow up limousines, they throw rocks through windows of of merchants that had nothing to do with the protest to start with, and there's fire bombs being thrown or whatever, all for the sake of world peace. I mean, peace. When I was working in the government, I had to give a world peace lecture that was at the same event they were going to present to me an ambassadorship to the UN as a world peacekeeper. And I couldn't bring myself to the point of, of saying world peace, so I said, Lord, what am I supposed to do? I believe I'm supposed to be here for you, but I can't say that. And he said, say world peace. Yeah, I believe the Lord told me that. So I said that every time in my speech where it came to world peace, I said world peace. And then came the time of them giving me this plaque, and which I accepted, did the photo shoot, blah, 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 came back home, held on to it for a couple of weeks, and then I had to throw it away. Because I couldn't be a world peace ambassador. Because that's of this movement. And they are very hostile people toward authentic Christianity. I just find that very interesting. So the enemy takes the cute little baby. Parents spoil the child by sparing the rod. Is that a verse? Of course it is. The kid becomes, I love me. When I ask parents or a a youth, when's the last time you were physically disciplined? And they don't remember? I know we have a problem on our hands. The parents have got themselves a spoiled child that is going to slide into the Mimi gospel. And the parents are of no value. They can't change their kid. They can't change their, their marriage. They can't change their community. They, can't, they, they're, they are saltless. So to try to motivate the parents is ridiculous. We have to wait till the child becomes an adult, and then we have to break him. What did our opening song by Avalon say? The opening line of brokenness? Who has not been broken? There's a lot of people that have not been broken. Submission comes from brokenness. And we all must be broken in Christ Jesus to find true dependence on God, Christ within us. But in this case scenario, it's I love me, it's all about me. Satan's goal is serving self, is serving Satan.
You've been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.